Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're taking a page from the New Year's countdown so you can build connection using the six pillars of intimacy. And there's a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. that says, take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. That's right. And as we talk about what your marriage is going to look like in 2024 in the new year, as we talk about taking action, it's, it's about the first step. Mm-hmm. It's not seeing where are we going to end up. It's what can I do today? And, you know, one of the places where in each episode where we share what people do today is when it comes to the hug. And we start every episode with a hug, an opportunity for Tony and I to celebrate what you're doing in your marriage, where you're taking action. And this hug comes from a post in the One Family Private Facebook group that says, I'm a newbie to the group and the podcast, Mm. and I'm loving all the information. My husband and I have been together for 18 years. Wow. I am very much the planner and a get it done type of person. My husband just sits back and goes with the flow. But it makes me chuckle because he's a sergeant in law enforcement. So he has it in him to take the lead. Mm -hmm. We've struggled intimately, not just sex for the last three to four years. I've stepped back from planning everything with the hopes of him stepping up. However, and this is a super important note for everyone out here. I didn't communicate this to him. Mm -hmm. In the 19 Questions podcast, and so for those of you that are wondering what she's referencing, it's episode 784, The Right Questions for Deeper Sexual Intimacy. She goes on to say, they talked about talking outside the bedroom. Well, with my husband being an officer, he's very good at reading people. So I told him we would have to be back to back so he couldn't, quote, cop me during our conversation. Wow, that's that's an interesting perspective that mm-hmm. I've never thought about. Absolutely. I mean, we've definitely talked about the walk and talk and everything. So but we're side by side, mm-hmm. but you can look over and I can look over and see facial expression, but I love this back to back because those facial expressions and what, what we talk about in the emotional intimacy, the, that nonverbal communication mm-hmm. can say so much that it can stop you from talking. I love that. Oh, wow. She goes on to say, well, we visited this morning. He was in the throne room and I was at the vanity. (laughs) Anyways, we talked about having a night a week for just us. We could play a game, go to dinner, or even watch a movie in the fifth wheel. Just something that was just the two of us. Mm. I told him I wanted to make sure that we work now to still want to be together in 20 years. Mm -hmm. And he agreed. Thank you for giving me the push to communicate my feelings with my husband. Well, I'm glad we could be a part of it. And yet what I want to say and congratulate you two on is taking the 19 questions to amazing sex and using it one. And yet two, the big part is figuring out how to make it happen. And again, that back to back, or like you said, 
him on the on the th- in the throne room, you in the vanity. Again, you're not facing each other. Uh-huh. You're not looking at each other. But you made it happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the important thing for each and every one of us to hear is we all have our differences. We all have our nuances as couples. And what Elisa and I might say may not work for you. And yet, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What action are you taking? How are you using the six pillars of intimacy and using it for your marriage? And that's what I love here. Because, hey... Elise and I have said this many a times, and, and I'm going to say this as we step in. I know we're, we're at the final week before we step into a new year. And yet I want to say this because I want everybody to understand our mission, number one, is to impact, every day impact one marriage. That's, that's our goal. Wake up every day to impact one marriage. And the second thing is you have to make your marriage extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Elise and I have the privilege, the honor, and the blessing to speak into your life, and yet we don't want to stand up on a stage. We want we don't even want to stand up behind these microphones and go, "You need to be like us." No, our desire is that you be you, who God made you guys to be, so you can have your extraordinary marriage and you can shout it to the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's all about taking the tools and strategies um, that you hear on this show. And making them uniquely yours, mm-hmm. right? That's it. And, and I love the way you said it. Thank you. I love it when you say things like that and it's recorded. <laughs> That's always a little extra bonus for me that I get that in recording. Yes. Uh, but you know, as Tony said, it's it's the last week of the year, the beginning of a new year is right around the corner, and this is this is the point in time we see it. I mean, Tony, I've been pod- Tony and I have been podcasting for almost fourteen years, where a lot of couples are thinking about what what is our marriage going to look like in this next season? What's our marriage going to look like next year? Mm-hmm. Or maybe just like, let's keep it simple next month, yep. next week. We can really, we can really, you know, drill this down. And it's a conversation that, that Tony and I even found ourselves having because, you know, the reality is, is that the end of one year and the start of a next, it feels like a clean slate. It does. It, it feels like it's okay, a fresh start. And we can start having the conversations about what we're going to carry forward. You know, what are the, what are the, things that we did really well this year that we want to keep doing. And what are the things that we're like, you know what, that, that can just stay, that can just stay in this old year and we don't need to actually carry it on. And, and it's just a really powerful time of starting to go, okay, how do we create a vision for connection? Mm-hmm. You know, because as, as we discussed, Tony and I discussed in the six pillars of intimacy, the secret to an extraordinary marriage, intimacy is all about closeness and connection. So when you're looking at what's coming next, what is, what is that clear vision that the two of you have that you can actually take action upon? Mm-hmm. And it was so neat because I was talking to a coaching client the other day and we, in their marriage, we've been talking a lot about vision and you know, they both, they both showed up for the, the session with smiles on their face. I'm like, what's going on? Um, Cause I love seeing smiles at the start of a session. And they were talking about the fact that they had Basically, what they said was, when we get a clear vision and a plan to take action, it's amazing how much easier it is to make something happen for ourselves in our marriage. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to borrow that. That's a really good one. Because it's a true statement, right? It, there's a difference between, I wish we had deeper emotional intimacy, and we're putting time on our calendar each week to really talk. Two totally different things, mm-hmm. right? Or, I wish we spent more time together Versus, 
we've put date night on our calendar for every Thursday. We actually know uh, friends, a couple here in San Diego. Date night is every Thursday mm-hmm. without fail. Without fail. It just happens. And so as we were preparing for this episode and really looking at where our marriage is right now, we got into this place of saying, hey, what does it look like to really start to think through each one of the six pillars of intimacy and get to this place where we're counting down to have deeper intimacy in every pillar, right? Because it doesn't just happen, you guys. I wish, I wish I could sprinkle like, you know, send everybody a little marriage magic fairy dust in the mail or, you know, Dorothy's ruby red slippers and say, you know, just click three times to create an extraordinary marriage. But it doesn't happen that way. It's all about, as Tony says, probably at least once in every episode, you have to be intentional and take action. Yep. And today we want to talk about both of those on how you can be intentional as you step into this new year. You have plenty of time. If you're listening to this when this gets first published, there's still time. Mm -hmm. And even if you're listening to this after the beginning of a new year or somewhere along the way, you can still pick this up and you can still go, okay. For the next month, for the next mm-hmm. six months, whatever is left in the year or whatever, wherever you may be, you can go, today's the day. Something's going to change. We're going to start a new habit in mm-hmm. one of our pillars of intimacy. It starts with that first step, as Elisa said, mm-hmm. and as Martin Luther King Jr. said, it starts with that first step. And with that, the journey begins. And that's what we're all on. Marriage is a journey. And with that, I hope that Elisa and I can impart and encourage and bring hope to each and every one of you this upcoming year to go, we can strengthen our pillars. Mm-hmm. We may not have to, you know, you don't have to start on, start with every single one. It may be right now, you're going to just look at one mm-hmm. because many of you shared with us where you're going to look at and um, the pillars that need attention. Well, and you're absolutely right, because I asked the question this past week on our Instagram stories. See how I did that? I didn't just say on Instagram. Very (laughs) good. Well done, honey. Uh, I I asked the question, with the new year right around the corner, which pillar of intimacy do you want to focus on first? And for those of you that, that aren't familiar with the six pillars of intimacy, they're emotional, physical, financial, spiritual, recreational, and sexual. And I want you to know, every single pillar was mentioned. So it's not like people, you know, everybody else is saying in the world is saying, hey, it's, we've got to like focus on our sexual intimacy or everybody's saying it's got to be financial. Literally your peers, those that follow one extraordinary marriage mentioned every single one. And, and what I thought was so significant about that was that every person that responded recognizes that there is an area of their marriage that needs more attention and intention. Mm-hmm. And it looks different because we're all different. Let's celebrate the fact that your marriage doesn't have to look like Tom and Mary's down the street or Susie and Mike's, you know, in the next city over. You are unique Mm -hmm. and you have a really good sense of what needs attention and intention in your marriage. But I asked a follow-up question because I can't just ask one question. (laughs) That would be boring. Um, I asked the question, why is focusing on this pillar important? And I want you to know, I didn't match up what somebody said in answer to the first question to what they responded. Because so many of the why is focusing on this pillar important were statements that could apply to every single pillar. Mm -hmm. 
that's the beauty of this framework is that if you start thinking through it, it, it sets you up for success. People said things like, well, it's the most important one to my spouse. It's the easiest one for us to slack off on. Mm-hmm. We're getting close to retirement. It's the one we've worked on least. Mm. We've been feeling distant and we need to close the gap. This is the one that stresses my husband out. I haven't been making it a priority. It's the only area we're struggling in. Those are powerful statements. And each one of those, as Elisa said, can drop into any of your six pillars of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I will also say this, you could probably say some of those statements for each of the six pillars of intimacy over the course of your marriage. 100%. 100%. It's why every pillar was mentioned. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's not like everybody that listens to One Extraordinary Marriage has been married for 25 years. We have newlyweds. We have engaged and dating couples that are listening to the show. We have couples that have been married 50 years. Mm-hmm. And it's not enough to simply identify which pillar is important to work on, right? Or to know why it's important to you know, address that pillar, like I just shared. We have to, as extraordinary couples, be intentional with that knowledge and take action upon what we've learned. And we're going to talk about how to do that after this break. We're back and we're talking about being intentional and embracing your connection using the six pillars of intimacy this year. And you know, as we've just been talking here over the last few minutes, you've very likely had one pillar of intimacy that has kind of bubbled up to the surface as Tony and I have been talking. There's something that you know as, as I rattled off emotional, physical, financial, spiritual, recreational, and sexual that you're like, oh, that's the one. And I want to encourage you, write it down. There, there's, there, you're, you're not obligated. This isn't a contract. There, there's nothing. But when you write something down, it directs your focus. It reminds you what you're going after. It, it, it's saying, I'm not going to try and do everything at once. Mm-hmm. The, trying to do and give attention and intention to six pillars of intimacy all at the same time will leave you feeling overwhelmed and stressed out. Not our focus. Right? What's the one that you're going to do? Because here's what I see with my coaching clients. If we start with one and we start as a team racking up successes or wins, as I like to call them, then, then the confidence starts to grow. If we can do this with one, what can we do with a different one? That's right. Right? So you got to write it down. And then, like Tony said at the very top of this episode, we are doing a three, two, one countdown. So let's start with number three. Can I just say one thing real quick? For those of you who are new, and and we haven't said this in a while, and I just want to say we're honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. Mm -hmm. And you may be going, what is and what are the six pillars of intimacy? You can pick up our best-selling book called The Six Pillars of Intimacy, The Secret to an Extraordinary Marriage at sixpillarsofintimacy.com. And that's, that's the number six. And that's the number six. And you can get the paperback, the hardback, audiobook, Kindle, whatever you need. But get it. It is a read that is made to engage you and not bog you down. Hmm. Elisa and I wrote this. Elisa wrote it. Is with It's with me. Um, she wrote it as a coach, somebody who has worked with well over 500 couples and individuals 
But more importantly, she wanted it so you could read it, both of you could read it, engage and understand it, and put it to work in your marriage. Mm -hmm. This isn't theory. This is actuality. This is actual marriage happening. So if you haven't picked it up, by all means, make sure you do. All right. So in a three, two, one countdown, we have to start Mm -hmm. with number three. Yes. And three is, what are three actions that you can take to build connection? Yep. And I want to, I want to be very clear there. Not three actions you're expecting your spouse to take. This is the whole like, what what can can I I do? Exactly. So here's some that were shared by the one family. Spend less. Pray together. And can I say something on the pray together one? Please do. This being a what can I do and, you know, three actions, what can um, I take to build connection? Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we say pray together, we have to be the one who's willing to step out, take that first step and go, hey, honey, let's pray. Mm -hmm. It may be on our calendar. We may have seen it. It may not have, we may expect our spouse to come up to us. And yet this is one of those where I have seen well, way too many couples go, we need to pray together, but then neither of them will take that step. Well, I don't know if she wants to. I don't know if he wants to. He's busy. He's just, no, every time Elisa and I have it. And if she comes downstairs and she's like, Hey, it's time to pray. I stop everything. I'm like, yeah, babe, let's pray. And vice versa. It'll pop up on my calendar and I'm looking for Elisa and I'm like, where is she? She should be down here. You know, if I don't see her, I'll walk up. Sometimes she's in the bathroom, like just put on her makeup, doing her hair, whatever it may be. And I'll be like, hey, it's time to pray. Okay, let's do it. So some of these means we have to take action. Mm -hmm. Like we can't just sit around and wait for our spouse to say it. We have to open our mouths and we have to step forward and say, okay, I'm willing to take that first step. Mm -hmm. As a spouse who is being, um, I don't want to say pursued, but the spouse who's being asked, we then need to be willing to go, yeah, that's on our calendar. Let me put this aside real quick. Like, or let me get this done real quick and boom, let's get, let's, let's go into prayer. Mm, That's good. That's good. Uh, Other actions that you can take. I can talk about sex, Mm. initiating likes and dislikes, frequency, expectations. Mm -hmm. I can initiate walk and talks, right? Getting out, going side by side, having those conversations. I can ask my spouse what the needs are in a particular pillar. One of my most favorite questions, totally as a side note, I wasn't going to mention this. Um, When you're having a conversation with your spouse, and this could be one of the actions, ask your spouse what's meaningful to them. Whether we're talking about touch or conversation or doing dates, ask them what's meaningful. And when they tell you something, be like Nike and just do it, right? Other things that I can do. I can engage in more adventure. I can choose to connect. I can do the things we talked about doing. I can answer the 19 questions to amazing sex. (laughs) That's coming up a lot in this episode. Clearly it it hit a chord. Um, I can initiate. I can create a budget and stick to it. I can prioritize sex. I can initiate worship time together. Hmm. A lot of different things that I can do, that you can do. And pick three of them. Make up your own. Like Tony said at the top of this episode, this isn't about having a Tony and a Lisa marriage. Mm-hmm. This is about equipping you and your spouse to have your extraordinary marriage. So the three was, what are the three actions that I can take to build connection? Two is, what are the two statements that I can make about my marriage or my spouse 
right? We say so often on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show that the words that you speak have power. Mm-hmm. Choosing the words that you speak with intention is one of the biggest gifts that you can give to your spouse. And don't forget, you can use words. You can write it on a card. Mm-hmm. You can put it on a post-it note. You can write it on a mirror. You can play hide and seek with something. Like there, there are many ways to get what is happening and what you feel and what you want to share with your spouse. Mm-hmm. There, there are many ways to do it. Mm-hmm. You can text message them. I mean, for the big things, by all means, Elise and I are saying, and, and for the most of part, most of the time, you guys know we're like, hey, get out for a walk and talk, have that conversation, nuance, context, verbiage, tone, timing, all of that really matters and doesn't come across per se when you're writing like a quick little note or a text. But for what these are, these two statements that you could write or speak to your spouse, think creatively. Mm-hmm. You know, do they make their lunch and you can put a note in it. So when they open it up at lunchtime, they, they see it. I used to do that for you sometimes. You did. Mm-hmm. I, I remember those days, you know, so there, there's so many ways that the words you speak or don't speak, those statements you make to your spouse can leave a lasting impression mm. and they may not ever even show it. You know, sometimes we, we do things cause we want others to, to show expression. But I, I will say my dad was a man who, who didn't show emotion. I do. He, he would look at me sometimes and be like, Tom, like really? Um, and I think I've, I've shown more emotion since he's passed um, and then gotten older. But my dad never showed emotion. Um, re- honestly, I mean, I was a kid. I, I got to tell this story of dad, at least real quick. We, we were working on a gazebo in his backyard and he was on the top of it. He was painting it. Oh, the gazebo story. Yeah. And my dad was like, I don't know, five, six, maybe wet, 130 pounds. I mean, he was a, he was a small dude, but strong, like strong. And he's up on this gazebo painting it and he slips from, from the top, the rooftop part of it slips, hits like a four by eight beam. I think it is like on his like ribs or something and just hits the ground. And I'm 12 years old. I'm just looking at my dad and he's laying there on the ground, literally doesn't make a word, say a word, doesn't say a peep, gets up, walks through the house, walks by my mom, doesn't say anything to my mom, goes to the bathroom. I guess he may have gone to the bathroom, checked himself, walked back out and didn't say a thing. That was my dad. But you know what? The words I spoke to him, they hit. And I got to experience that later in life. And so a lot of times we're, we're in this world, in this society that now that we, we need to have the instant gratification, mm-hmm. the, the like, the heart, the thumbs up, the something, show me. And yet, I will say, the words you speak mm-hmm. or write to your spouse, they may not always show the emotion, and yet it's piercing them. Mm-hmm. They, they hear it. They see it. They know it. And we can make many inroads when we just put things out there and not expecting so much sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just had to say that because I, I, I do believe like my dad was one of those men. And I think if I had given up, I would have never heard him say, I love you. Mm-hmm. 
and For I sure. got and I got to hear him say that. For sure. So. Absolutely. It's the, those are those statements, yep. you know, um, I love it when you, I love you. you when you do whatever, it makes me smile. Our marriage is growing. You know, those just like Tony was saying, you know, like you may have to plant the seed of those statements over and over and over again before mm-hmm. you see the harvest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will tell you, I live in the harvest of Tony's diligence with saying, I love you to his dad and even calling me his beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. You know, many of you know the story that that I struggled with self-confidence. And if you're looking for the episode number, it's 338. Yep. Um, I was just going to put it in here in the, ep- <laughs> in the episode notes for everybody. But, and I was sharing this with a coaching client the other day. You know, I, I struggled with self-confidence. I was teased because of, you know, I had horrible hair in middle school and high school and I had the glasses and that turned colors and the braces and just like, you name it. It was, like I said, kind of an ugly duckling extended face. And, um, you know, episode 338, we share with you guys that when we redid the intro about year two of the podcast, Tony dropped in the word, you know, this is Tony DiLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife. And I will tell you, I just kind of was like, what? Because um, I didn't believe it at the time. And we had struggled with pornography in our marriage. And, and you know, there were a lot of issues. Well, I will tell you, this gal at 49, not every day, but most days, walks past a mirror and is like, girl, you look amazing. But that's because he's chosen for at least, well, I guess if the show's going to be almost 14 years old, I guess it's been 12 years, 12 years, long time. And, and uh, it was, and I want to say it was many years before at least I even accepted that, but I had to keep saying it. Mm-hmm. I kept saying it every week on the show and other times when I would introduce her, I'd be like, Oh, Hey, by the way, this is my beautiful wife, Elisa. She didn't see it. She didn't see it, but I kept doing it. I kept saying it. And sometimes she'd be like, Oh, Tony. Like, and I'm like, no, it's, oh, honey, you're beautiful to me. And that's it. Like, I see you. You are beautiful. You are what God has given me. You are the standard that every woman has to come up against. You are beautiful. And I had to say it many, 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 many a times before it finally sunk in. And now I reap the harvest of that and Elisa being able to go, yeah, I am beautiful. But again, we're all on this thing. It's all a journey. And some of us, some, some of our spouses may like be like, Ooh, yeah, I got it. I'm taking it. Thank you very much. Let's rock and roll. Others, our spouses sort of, man, I don't see that yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. I, I, and again, it could be mind, body, and spirit. It could be many different places. This isn't just from a, an exterior beauty, you know, that we're talking about. It could be from many different perspectives. The unfortunate part is too many of us give up right before we're about to have our breakthrough. It's the unfortunate part. I've done it before in my own life. Given up, you know, taken a sidestep, stepped back from what I should have been doing Mm. well before, you know, or right at that moment. And I've learned over the years, staying committed to what I said I was going to do and continue to do it, the harvest, what I can reap from it will be there. Might not be in my timing, And that's something I've had to, and I've struggled with at times. It may not be of my timing, and yet I will continue to do my part Mm. to see the breakthrough. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've got three actions that I can take, right? We've Mm -hmm. got two statements 
that I can make about my spouse or my marriage. So Tony, what's number one? And number one is what is one I am statement you can make about yourself? Mm. Over this last year, I have written down every night, except for maybe a handful, I am statements, 16 of them to be exact. They've changed a little bit. I've added, deleted this and the other. But for this year, that's what I did. And I'm going to tell you, it's changed the way I see myself. It's the way I connect when I am like connect with even my heavenly father and even just myself when I don't see things the way I think I should see them. They are powerful. And I'm going to say when you write an I am statement down, it is even more powerful. And so what's the one I am statement you can make about yourself starting now? Could it be I'm choosing to engage with my spouse? I am a spouse who is fully present in conversations. I am learning who my spouse is now. Mine, I am a passionate and loving husband. So what's your I am statement that you can make about yourself as you step into this next year? So you can have connection as you embrace your six pillars of intimacy with your spouse. So fun little fact, because fun fact details and all that kind of stuff just you know make me smile. Yes. If you've only missed a handful of times, mm-hmm. give or take, I've, I chose 360 out of 365 days, you have repeated those statements both inside your head and like physically experienced them as you've written them down 5,760 times. That's the combination of the 16 statements okay. times 360 days. You've experienced your statements mm-hmm. almost 6,000 times. And I would say many of mornings I wake up with, with myself saying those I am statements. It's literally changed the way I wake up because I used to wake up just sort of like, I don't know, what am I doing? You know, and, I, and I'd get into these funks in the morning and, and I was just sort of like, whatever. And then this year, literally, I'd wake up and I'm, I'm like, I am a passionate and loving husband. I am a child of God. I am wise, wealthy, and live abundantly in God's glory. I'm like, I just, I just know them. Like, I'm going to the bathroom and I'm just saying them in my head. I'm not writing them down because that's what I do in the evening, but I am, I'm saying them. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm working out or if I'm working throughout the day and I start feeling like I'm going south or something, like my mind just isn't focusing, I'll, I'll go right back to them. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. It was just... I was just curious yeah. as you started to say that. And um, saying those actually when you don't feel it are some of the toughest ones and some of the toughest times to write it. And I'll, I want to end on this one because I think it, it, it shows the impact of it. One of my statements is, I am an amazing dad. There are times with my youngest, she and I can go head to head. They're very similar. We're very similar. Very similar. I love her immensely. And she's she can go toe to toe with her dad. And she'll go toe to toe. She's learned a lot from him over the years. Yeah, and there with that comes arguments and disagreements, frustration, anger, screaming, yelling, and I can go to bed and I can sit there and start reading and or doing my I am statements and going like, and and especially when I come up to that one, because um, it's my third one. 
Um, and I have to write it. Even in those moments when I'm not an amazing dad, I still write it. Because you know what? At the end of the day, I am. I'm not there 100% of the time, but I am an amazing dad. And so I want to encourage you this week mm-hmm. that, you know what? There are going to be times in your marriage when you may not feel it. You may be like, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not how I want to to connect with my spouse. And we're not embracing our six pillars of intimacy. And this is going on and that's going on. It's okay. Don't wait to to start your extraordinary marriage. Do it now. Mm -hmm. Write your I am statement about yourself when it pertains to your marriage. Who are you? I'm a passionate and loving husband. Even in moments when I'm not, I am a passionate and loving husband. And so who are you? Take this, Mm -hmm. take this three, two, one, take this countdown. Embrace your six pillars of intimacy. Engage with one another. And don't forget to share it. Share it with us so we can share it with the one family. Because you, you are why we get up every day. You are why we come behind these microphones. It's why we speak. It's why we do what we do. Because we get to cheer you on. And we are not going to stop. Because we are blessed to have you part of the one family. You guys have yourselves a fantastic new year. We are going to step in. We're going to step in large. We are going to go big. We're going to have fun. And we hope we will see you along the way. Because this year, we're going to get out. And we want to see you at one of those locations, at an event that we're holding, that a church might be holding. Because we want to hug you. And we want to say, love you guys. Mm. in, In person. Because that's how much you mean to us. You guys have yourselves an awesome new year. Love you guys.